Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. Straightforward and out with it. Current events, local, world news, and trends. So come out and join me this Thursday at 8 p.m. everybody doing this uh, fine Thursday evening. This is my 121st episode with 100 hours that I have put into this. And I got to get those thank yous out there to all my listeners and my followers. And of course, thank yous to all of our workers, our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in, day out. You know, at the uh, beginning of 2021, this would be one year for me doing a podcast. And hopefully many more years to come to be out here and talk to you, talk to the world. Now, Our doctors and nurses who are on the front lines battling this coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, they really need to be appreciated and not being taken for granted. And what's going on in our local hospitals, and one in particular, or even two in particular here in the city of London where I live, University Hospital, all floors in that hospital is infected with COVID-19. Now this, little story here is from the London Health Science Center. This is Victoria Hospital here in the city of London, Ontario. 
A nurse says the London Health Sciences Center staff have been shortchanged by an administration that failed to properly prepare for the second wave of the novel coronavirus pandemic and attempted to shift blame to frontline workers following cases among employees. This nurse who Global News has agreed not to identify says it's almost impossible to social distance. In the break area used by staff in the emergency departments at Victoria Hospital. There's probably on a regular day at least 70 to 100 staff in the emergency departments, including clerks, PSWs, emergency department technicians, doctors, residents, students, and all of us have to share one small little staff room that they're only allowing six people in. In the break room, one of the entire walls is filled with work shoes that staff leave so they don't transmit anything at home. And we're expected to sit a foot away from the shoes that are probably contaminated with a ton of fluids. I'm looking at the picture right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. What a mess. The LHSC has recently provided additional break spaces with the LHSC Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Adam, explaining that six additional larger break spaces have been made available at University Hospital and other, another eight at Victoria Hospital. While the nurse told Global News that the LHSC has been good about making sure that staff actually take their breaks, they said that the new spaces at the Victoria Hospital are way across the other side of the hospital, which not only takes time away from breaks itself, but also requires staff to travel through more of the hospital. Now, I don't know if that's a good idea or not, you know, part of the outbreak at University Hospital is staff that goes to other wards. You know, and potentially spreading the virus. We know that obviously that, that this is a um, publicly spread virus. So it obviously comes from the outside into the inside. And the University Hospital is in this huge mess. There was a gentleman, he was 98 years old. He had to go to the hospital to be treated for pneumonia at the University Hospital. While in the hospital, he contracted COVID-19 and he has since passed away. Hospital is to be a safe place to go no matter what. 
now the university hospital is facing this dilemma with this COVID-19 outbreak. It increases our numbers going up here in the city of London. We could be going orange. We could be going from orange into the red zone. The red protect. Which means more restrictions will be placed on the city of London. as These numbers keep increasing. This nurse says she has not been to the new break areas. It's way too far. They told the Global News in the email on Monday. The head of the hospital here acknowledged on Wednesday that some travel would be required, but said it's mostly through corridors and employees should be in personal protective equipment when moving through the building as well. He says the new break areas should be within a reasonable proximity to each work area. But it doesn't sound like it coming from this nurse. That is probably a good five, 10 minute walk to the new break areas. It could be your 15 minute break or it could be your half hour lunch. We've used basically every available space, auditoriums, conference rooms, areas, teaching or meetings, where would have happened previously in indoor to assure we have absolutely as much space as possible, he said. In a statement emailed to Global News on December 1st, the Ontario Nurses Association said that the nurses are concerned about break spaces and that the ONA continues to push the employer to do a better job of cleaning in these areas. Well, staff has to clean up after themselves too. You make a mess, you clean it. Global News has also reached to the Unifor Local 27 workplace representatives to comment, but not yet have received a response by a publication time. We're not going to get a story from them. The new gloves that came out are stamped right on it, not for medical use, the nurse told Global News. In late November, adding that sometimes when putting on the gloves, they would rip at the wrist. The new mask that they brought in, people are, are having major allergic reactions and, and fungal infections from them. There's a limited amount of them. And if you have to, if you have an allergic reaction, and you go to the Occupational Health and Safety, it takes quite a while to get you back into work. And people are missing work and not getting paid because they're having reactions to the mask. These are supposed to be the N95 masks. That's what they're supposed to be.
Do Global disputed these claims, telling Global News that the LHSC has a healthy supply of PPE and is providing appropriate PPE that's of medical grade. We noted that there can be reactions to PPE, but he said LHSC is providing options. You know, when people say that, you know, they're providing options, well, why don't you tell us what those options are? I mean, that's the end of the sentence. They need to elaborate on what these options are. There's a number of issues that can come up with PPE. There are allergies, there's reactions, there's even a term that's been coined of masking or mask, acne, and that's been circling around the social media and everybody's seen the pictures of people wearing PPE for long periods of time and getting reactions to that. Well, I've seen the pictures. You know, you're, you're wearing a mask you know, whatever your shift may be, you're doing an eight hour shift, a 10 hour shift, a 12 hour shift, and you have to have this mask on your face. Your skin doesn't breathe. All the pores all close up. Yeah, it causes all kinds of problems. We have the standard PPE that everyone picks up as they walk into the building. They change out of the mask they wore into the building they change into new masks as they go into work. But on each unit, there are additional types of masks for people to wear or other PPE if they had any issues with part of the standard issue PPE that we have the most supply of. So area le uh, leaders ensure that everyone, that every provider has access to PPE and they can work with it. Medical grade masks, they're wearing their shields. Duclo added that he can't speak to specifics around the individual's reaction, but said they have, have to work with their occupational health or primary care provider to determine how long they have to be off work if that's required. See, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we hear things like this from the frontline workers, from our nurses. You know, and, and, and you wonder, you know, what is really going on there, man, because the public can't go in. <clears throat> no one can just walk into the hospitals anymore and go visit anymore. So we don't know, you know, what is really going on there. So, and every employee gets their sick time in accordance with the conditions of the collective agreement. And then we have non-union employees that are compensated in keeping with non-union sick benefits. So we have to abide by the pre-existing agreements that are in place. 
in the December 1st statement, the ONA also said its members are concerned about accessing adequate supplies of N95s and other appropriate alternative levels of PPE. You know, our nurses and our doctors, you know, they need to have this stuff. Specifically, the N95 mask. They really need to have it. You know, the ONA is, is advocating for the LHSC to provide the Ministry Health COVID-19 directive, particularly in regards to re to require precautions and procedures related to point-of-care risk assessments. The directive says that the PCR must be performed by every regulated health professional before every patient or resident interacts in a public hospital or long-term care. You know, the health professional determines an N95 may be required then the public hospital or long-term term care home must provide that regulated health professional and other care workers present for that patient or resident interaction with a fit tested N95 respirator or approved equivalent or, or for better protection. You know, patients and, and staff at the university hospital um, are infected. So where's the PPE in that hospital? You know, when we go to work, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're, whether you're a doctor or a nurse or whatever your occupation may be, you know, you follow the rules outside of work, you follow the rules at work. But you can understand the frustrations from these nurses who are, on, who are hands on every single day. If they say there's an issue, you know what, I believe them. Because they're there, I'm not. Now, nurses are exhausted, fearful, and stressed. Well, of course they are. Every single day, they got to put on that brave face and walk into that hospital that they work in and hope for the best. You know of somebody who is a nurse? You know, let them know that you support them. Support the medical staff 
as much as you can. Just let them know that they're not alone. Directions are changing regularly, and it can be difficult to stay abreast of constantly changing information. I don't know. Simple protocols. Stop changing the protocols. We know our nurses are asking the employer for support for their mental health with what they are being faced with daily. And the employer is working to get them the support that they need. The ONA will continue to work closely with the employer and our other healthcare unions to support our healthcare workers. The nurse who spoke with Global News also alleged that they that they learned that a co-worker had tested positive and when another co-worker told Occupational Health and Safety that they had worked with the co-worker, they told her that she could not be disciplined because she shouldn't have been that close to him. I want to squash that rumor as soon as possible, Duplo said, when asked about concerns that staff could face repercussions for reporting close contact with COVID-19 positive staff members. <clears throat> that is just absolutely absurd. Someone tested positive that you work with every single day, and you're not going to speak out? Of course you are. You know, and everybody else that was around the individual. No, there shouldn't be any repercussions whatsoever. We absolutely want people to be honest and not to be in fear. We're working through this virus together to keep our staff, patients, and community safe. So when someone comes forward to tell the truth about an unintentional close contact or incident and they're in the remorseful, they would absolutely no discipline. Well, of course not. We would only consider it disciplinary if there was blatant disregard of safety protocols or intentionally not wearing PPP with continued dishonesty. No, this should get people just running around the hospital without any protection. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we have the vaccines coming out. It's going to be slow at the start, but as more vaccines become available, you know, better, better things will get, hopefully. So, you 
in short here, let's, you know, show support for our nurses and for our doctors and for all staff at our hospital. Who are working there every single day to help, but also putting their health at risk as well. So let's get a round of applause for our doctors and nurses out there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Trucker Podcast. And now, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we will rock out the rest. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Have a great evening, everybody. And I will be back here Saturday morning. Take care. <laughs>